For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 105. Woo! There we go. A little more lively tonight. Yeah, brought that energy back. Yeah. Got it. I just felt it. I felt it tonight because of the movie we watched. Whoever felt, felt it, it dealt it. Is that how that works? That's what the ki- that's what the kids say on the elementary school playground, right? Oh, you hit your hip with the kids. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, guys. Fox what? never smells his own hole. Gover's only look a few times. Huh. Anyways, <laughs> that would have been a perfect uh, yeah, time to dive. Let's just get into. No, we're, we're not like, diving because yeah. we got we're things like, to talk about. We're we got things 23, to promote. Twenty-three minutes in. Come on. Yeah, we people don't care what we what we actually think, right? No, they don't. They care about what you're eating because you clearly sound like you're eating something. Rice. Perfect. Wow. Just rice white rice. Rice is nice. Uh, so last <laughs> week, Brom had mentioned that you'd finally watched a movie from the 80s, The Thing, right? Was that last week, two weeks ago? I, I mentioned that last week, but I, I watched it quite a, quite a while back. I think there was an episode when it was just Patrick... Jamie and myself, and we we talked about it uh, a couple of years back now. But uh, I did, mm-hmm. I did watch the thing. I, I I love that movie. It's a great movie. Well, that inspired me to watch an '80s film I had never seen. It was also my anniversary. One of my wife's favorite films. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but last night for the first time ever, I watched. Dirty Dancing. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty I, amazing that I've gotten this long, you know, through life, and I haven't seen that movie. You know, especially being married as long as I have. That's amazing. Now, now Kyle, have you, seen, have you seen the movie, um, oh, what is it called? Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell? With Steve Carell? I and, think, yeah, he's at a bar, and he's wearing, like, sneakers or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he turns into this and ladies' guy. Is Ryan Gosling in that, too? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he and does the move. From that movie to woo, you know, to sway his girls into um, um, rationally accepting to have sex with him. So, right. oh, does he do the lift? Is yes, that what it is? yes mm-hmm. he does the lift. Okay, I tried to do that with a guy a couple of years ago, and I gashed my leg open. Wow, and that's why you only Did have you one do it leg. In the water though, that's how you're supposed to practice. No, I didn't practice call? at all. I was drunk and very. Very, sh- sh- what's it? is it sheep headed? Yes, that's a phrase. Probably. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Kyle, it's quite the coincidence, too, because guess what is coming up on badmovietwins.com? That's badmovietwins.com. Oh, something with the sways? No, it's called, it's Dirty Dancing Havana it's Nights. Re- it's, oh, yeah. the sequel. Oh, man. Yeah. And then we also previously watched as, you know, because we do a, we do a, you know, a, a a theme where we bring in movies that weren't released to theaters. So we did Dirty Dancing, the remake TV movie, not that long ago, with uh, Abigail Breslin. Oh, I saw that oh. got like a uh, like a three or even lower, right? I mean, it's supposed to be just awful. Yeah, it's 
not good. Considering, considering a, you just watched the classic. There's a yeah. Netflix series called The Movies That Made Us. Right. Uh, that did a documentary on how they made Dirty Dancing. It's actually very interesting. I highly recommend it. Well, now I'm going to have to watch that. So were you, so you're like a huge Jennifer Grey fan. Is that right? She's cute. She is cute in that movie. For sure. Who are you talking to, Jamie? You talking to me? Yeah. Oh. I was asking, uh, I was asking if you, because like, I think most people would be like, oh, Swayze. But I was going to say the same thing Brom said, which is that I think Jennifer Grey is probably the best she's been in a movie. I think. Now, now I'm confused. Does Dirty Dancing have a sub, or what the hell are we talking about here, guys? Dive, 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 dive! What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle L. Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. There it is, the gruesome Thanks twosome. Thanks for doing that. That was, that was very kind of you. <laughs> I gotta say, oh, hey, Zach. I gotta do it for you guys. Zach, thank you for keeping us keeping on us track. Keeping us on track. Though. Crazy, right? Someone's gotta do it. Yeah. I mean, out of all people, Feels good. I would have expected you probably dead last. Hey, that's why I own 51% of Mackie Studios. So <laughs> that's, that's true. And you just upped your stake in it, too, with the, <laughs> your new creation uh, from, was that today or yesterday that you made the subreddit? Started yesterday. Ah. So Mackie would you Studios. like to talk about it? At all? We should probably <laughs> talk about it, right? So yeah, li- listeners, fans, um people that we've disappointed. We have a new subreddit, and you can find us on that subreddit titled Mac East Studios. Right now, it's only focusing on our one and only show, Submersion. But in time, maybe it'll, maybe it'll expand. Kyle, can you can you allude to some of the those those, you know, 10 to 20 ideas you've got going? Yeah, so we've definitely talked about an audio drama that will for sure, see the light of day. First okay. mentioned on episode 32. I'm very nice. excited for that, too. That early? Over 70 episodes ago? <laughs> yes. And, um, Actually got that, how many years got that ago? trivia today. Yeah, wow. you, he knew that so quick. Ben was I know, like unreal. on it. <laughs> he could have made it up. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm not making it up. That was episode 32, Super Atragon, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Sounds legit. And have to go with him on that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's something that we've definitely talked about years ago. Maybe we should uh, focus on that. Then we've also talked about some different gaming things. I know you're you've got a couple things in the works, Zach. That you possibly well, at least are one interested in at least one. Yeah. The new one could be you know there's there's some competition out there. So we'll we'll see we'll see if we can compete. But. uh but yeah, no, the, so the subreddit's Mackie Studios. Um, look on there right now. It's just pretty much just for Submersion. Uh, there's a discussion thread for every single episode of Submersion released so far. So please give us your thoughts. Discuss. Please join. There's four, and I think three out of the four are my accounts. So hmm. please join up. Great. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. 
I want to hop in and make a very quick correction. The Super Atragon was a different fun fact I pulled. Episode 52, Morning Mm -hmm. Departure, is when you pitched the Submersion audio drama and mentioned that it is coming soon. Honestly, me and Kyle Kyle have talked about the audio drama almost, I think, maybe before we were even starting this podcast. I think when you you were only talking about this podcast in more theoretical terms, uh, we had talked at Bowling about the idea of an audio drama oh yeah version of stuff but back when the podcast was just a twinkle in your eye that's true um and yeah and me and patrick obviously have a a large number of podcast ideas but we'll save those until um badmovietwins.com buys mac east studios so it's an hour play ends up being a subsidiary and we can kind of make our yeah our power move and dissolve it, and then mm-hmm. just everything is badmovietwins.com. That's badmovietwins.com. Yep. <laughs> Good. And also, Zach, you've also done some legwork on the Discord channel. Yeah. Which so has been popping today so it has been Th- things are moving we, you know we're getting good discussion we're getting good pictures sharing you know th- the discord is probably the quickest way at least for me to interact with everybody so you know now we've got an unlimited discord share invite link that is on our subreddit you can find that find that under the sticky post all things mackie studios and submersion you just have to click it log in to some uh the Discord, and you should just join our server. If there's any problems, take it to Kyle. But thanks. Should be good. You know, we got, we got what, what do we have? We have introductions, general pictures. We, we got emojis rocking, submarine emojis. This is like 2011 stuff, guys. We're really, we're doing great things. We so, are. Yeah. Destroy that uh, subscribe button. And, and I, I want to hop in here too. And I want to give a shout out to the guys over at the R Star Blazers. Um, Discord channel. Uh, they helped with some research for our possibly upcoming anime movie month, uh, a- anime television uh, as well. But uh, users Con2012 and Anna Kid uh, loaded us up. They 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 brought uh, twelve new shows to our, well ten new shows, twelve shows total. Two we already had, but. Uh, they absolutely loaded us up chock full of, of animes that feature and showcase submarines in them. And uh, they were very excited to check out the podcast as well. So if you guys are listening in, thank you very much. Uh, you're making you're, the teamwork makes the dream work, as they say. And I not have put it better myself. And if I was listening to us on Podcast Republic right now, this is when I would skip the 30 second button. So. Let's yeah, let's dive say, deep. Yeah, <laughs> like, come to, on. Time we got to gotta, get, that we gotta get into this at some point, right? Let's tear Alrighty. into it. Alex, what did we watch this week? It's uh, a good question. We watched a movie called Deep Shock. When did it come out? I don't know. Uh, 2003. Yeah, shocking, by, shockingly. Yeah, uh, Philip Roth. <gasps> got a whole good cast of uh, great actors in it. A lot of famous people. Um, and if you are a uh, incredible Hulk fan, there is an episode called Deep Shock as well. So don't get it confused. This is a totally different genre and movie altogether. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny you called him Philip Roth as the director. I mean, that's that is obviously what he's called on IMDb and the such. But if you watch the credits of the movie, he decided to go under the name Paul Joshua Rubin for this film for some reason. Did not it's the only. T- 
Only time he's ever used that. that alias, yeah. I don't know why. That's he didn't want to be tied to it. That's strange. He just makes <laughs> schlock, so I'm not sure why he was so concerned about this one in particular. But so his his real name is Philip Roth. I think so. Yeah. Interesting. We think we don't even know for sure. Okay. Yeah, maybe not that. <laughs> but yep, and it also uh, starred a whole bunch of famous people, such as David Keith. You know him from not to be confused with Keith David. Is that did I do it wrong? Was it Keith David? David Keith plays Landry's David. dad. He didn't play Landry's dad. <laughs> Come on, get out of here. I know who Landry's dad is, okay? Like Kyle Chandler or something? No. Kyle Chandler. <laughs> I don't even know who Landry is, man. I don't, anyway. I don't either, but I've definitely heard it enough from Jamie. It's Friday's night, Friday Night Lights. Glenn Morshower. Gotcha. All right, so what's, He's not, what's, who's not what do we know it. David Keith from, Jamie? U571. And? Oh, I mean, I don't know. A bunch of other stuff, probably. Yeah, he was the lead in Edward Scissorhand and the lead. Sweeney Todd. He was the titular <laughs> lead. <laughs> Edward Scissorhand. <laughs> yeah. And, he is uh, Johnny Depp. It's <laughs> yeah, right. amazing. Another stage name, David Keith. Whoa. Uh, we also have <laughs> Simone McKinnon. Mark Shepard. So Mark Shepard, I did recognize. I was like, where do I know Mark Shepard from? And it's from TV shows. Because he's like Battlestar Galactica and Firefly and stuff. Oh, really? Okay. And then we've got Steve Buscemi's cousin. At least he looks like him. Sean Whalen. Yeah. I know him from Jury Duty. He's the guy on trial on Jury Duty starring Polly Shore. I just only knew him from uh, Twister. Hmm. All, All right. right. And that pretty much sets us up for a rollicking adventure under the sea because we open. And we are on a submarine straight up and we're like, whoa, this movie's going to have submarines up the wazoo. And I guess kind of. But anyways, they're on the submarine and they're going around and they're kind of like griping about how the fa- oh, we- it's like lame since the Cold War ended whatever i wish we could do all kinds of like crazy shit with the russians whatever but they're up in the north pole and they're on a on a sea wolf jimmy carter and they're like okay um let's like open our torpedoes or something like that and all of a sudden the sonar person is like i've got a target i got got something on my sonar and they're like what what is it and they get like a frequency in and it's like a kind of a weird like um what is like computer generated like scream of some sort it's like through the computer. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awful. Yeah. And they're like the acting what here though. That? Top notch. Yeah. Right off the bat. I think if you could say one thing about this movie, it's that acting off the hook. Anyways, yeah. they uh get surrounded by a beam of light. We're not really sure exactly what it is at this point, and the submarine loses all power and ends up going down. We flash over to the UN uh headquarters in new york city and we see the headquarters and it's beautiful just like a beautiful setting they've clearly spent a lot of money making sure it looked just like the un and they're giving Mm -hmm. a speech about stuff it does not look like a high school auditorium in the least at all no not at all. like for not even close like when you look at it your mind does not go high school auditorium 
They spared no expense. They filled this thing with extras. <laughs> and I mean, what? Seats probably like 1,500 people. I think yeah. they had. I mean, if they 50 probably had, a, they had at least seats. 14. Yeah. At least. I mean, 14 of the 1,500. What the hell was that? That's so weird. And I like literally, I was like, I'm, are they going to explain this? But all they explained in the intertitle, because they constantly wanted to let you know exactly where you were. They're like, at the UN. You're like, okay, well, doesn't look like it, but fine. And we get a, a total dick of a scientist kind of sitting there, like smirking and being like, whatever, rolling his eyes at our heroine. Uh, what's her name? What was Dr. her name? Dr. Ann Fletcher. Dr. Ann Fletcher, sorry. I, I should have uh, paid my respects and rem- remembered her name. And she. Uh, it's basically like, I know you all, you, everyone's going to be laughing at me, but I got to tell you that over here up in the North Pole near the Hubris Research Center, terribly named research center, don't even worry about it. Not sure what we named it, Hubris. Uh, it's not global warming or anything like that that's heating up the polar ice caps and going to flood the earth. It is um, monsters and everyone basically laughs at her and they're like, get the fuck off the stage and the scientist goes <laughs> yeah. up and it's basically like what a dope anyways to solve this global warming problem we have to nuke the north pole and i was like what <laughs> like, i was right. trying, trying to so, figure out what the salute what is the solution that they're like even proposing here nuking that's the north what pole. i heard too because i at this moment i thought well i guess they can't, the ice caps can't melt if you blow them up right I don't even know. That's, I guess the, the point. That's a natural solution. The but po- then they, yeah. they talk about it later, what they're actually going to do. But I was like, this makes no sense. But let's yeah. see where it goes. It was really bizarre. I guess, yeah. I mean, it, really what's happening is I guess the all the heat that's melting the ice caps is coming from this um, trench. And they're just going to try to close up the trench. And like that's going to solve the problem. But it seemed like really crazy that it's like, what a Dumbo over there. Like, we're obviously going to nuke this place. It's like, okay. Yeah. What? Jesus. <laughs> fine it won't give off any heat whatsoever yeah and so anyways they're they they we go over to the they basically like kick her out they're like, let's take a vote should she be out of here and everyone's like yeah get her out of here and she's like ejected from the the group as they decide at that moment yes we're gonna totally 100 percent nuke that place and so we we get some scenes on hubris where they're setting up for this and the captain of the hubris is like super jazzed about this he's like okay guys we got confirmation let's get it going and he's got like a little pod he gets to get into to like shoot off his nukes it's like a little cockpit it reminds me of like you see the warplanes from world war ii where they've got what would be called like the ball turret gunner position that's what this looks like the captain gets ready to launch the nukes yeah he's like got his little his little cockpit that he gets to sit in while he shoots off nukes from like a a fucking ice station. It's it's really weird. Anyways, there's they start to get all these nukes set up in the torpedo, and there's a person who's sympathetic to Ann Fletcher, Doctor Ann Fletcher, and it's like, I'm gonna stop this. So he goes down. It's like, you guys better stop this. And they're like, no way. And he's like, I got a gun. And they're like, oh shit. And he's basically like, give me my give me that phone. And he calls up Ann Fletcher, and of course we're told specifically she's in Washington D.C. running through the snow, and she's running along looking pretty sweet in a running outfit and she gets a phone call and she's like oh hello who is it and it's like hey it's me your best friend slash maybe your boyfriend your ex-husband doesn't know that and she's like what's up and he's like i'm trying to stop this nuclear or this nuclear launch and she's like don't do it like don't you're gonna get killed and the captain who's super jazzed about setting off these nukes is like 
get people down there and kill them. And he does. So they send people down there. He gets all shot, riddled with bullets, and is killed, all while Dr. Ann Fletcher is like listening on the phone. And she's like, no. And then the captain's like, finally, we get to, you know, get my rocks off, get my nukes off, and gets into his little cockpit, shoots off his nukes, and they're like, okay, we got them both off. Everything's great. And all of a sudden, they How get- How did he push the button, though, Jamie? I don't know. How did he push the button? He's the captain. With his dick? Exactly. So oh, <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> oh, Kyle, you're kind right. of overstepping your bounds there a little bit. That's not. Yeah, it's not really. I was going to wait until David Keith drops his giant dick on the table. Well, don't worry, man. I'm the captain. Later. Uh, anyway, stop, captain, no. stop trying to be funny. And anyways, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> anyways, they get targets on the thing. Forte. They're getting. They're getting all these like. The, the weird like beeping noise like what is that they keep on asking this question like what is that what is that what is that and the captain's like well it sure ain't mermaids and like all kinds of stuff like that and basically and that's like the best guess right that's like the closest thing that anybody could have possibly said to what we're about to witness right because then we see swimming up like a bunch of gross serpentines a bunch of gross captain dicks out of this trench are um eels that even swim up through like the little like submarine portal or like whatever and they're like shocking people to death they shock the captain to death they shock everyone on the the whole thing to death and basically they lose contact with hubris yeah we flash yeah, yeah, over they also have dragon faces i don't know yeah that, was, that, was, a, that. was a little yeah. strange the 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 look of them uh, you know zach may have said that he really really liked the poster of this yeah. where the eels look pretty sweet in practice, practically like during the movie, they look like complete garbage and like cartoons. So, well, I'm going to jump in here. I take a hot take. The poster makes it look like there's one giant killer eel. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely not what happens. No, it's not even close to the size that these things are. Right. I feel like that's a perspective thing. Uh, I guess it could be. I feel like the eel's like real close to the camera in that scenario. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Come on. I guess perspective. Come on. Agree to disagree. Because then- I mean, no, it's huge in that picture. <laughs> agree I'm to looking disagree. at it. No. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I, I disagree. And if you don't agree with that, I think that's crazy. That is a perspective. Well, that eel- is right in front of the camera, and those people are way up by that hole. And but its face is illuminated, so it can't be close to the camera because it's over in sort of the god rays of, of the light. Yeah, uh, that's here. they're coming in. Okay, let's discuss this for the next 40 to 5 to 50 minutes. <laughs> it's coming in at an angle and illuminating this eel very close to the camera. Anyways, that eel looks way better than the eels we're seeing, regardless of what we're talking uh, about. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Maybe. So, I don't know. I agree. Or we could agree to disagree. Oh, agree to agree. Okay, so <laughs> then running through the forests of Sugarbush, Maine, <laughs> just randomly. Which I looked up because I was like, maybe I'll do Sugarbush, Maine worldwide. It's not a place. It's not a place? No, I was disappointed. I guess maybe because I feel like Sugarbush, because I, I used, I used to go to Sugarbush. Sugarbush, Vermont, uh, which is like a, a resort. Because I was going to say Sugarloaf is a place in Maine, so they must have got mixed up. 
They got, they got well, confused. Well, that's the worst thing they did, whatever, right? Mm. So anyway, she's running around Sugarbush, Maine, and all of a sudden, they, she's surrounded by people with guns, military people. And they're like, uh, you're coming with us. You're needed for a goddamn mission. Because uh, she is brought in with David Keith, uh-oh, her ex-husband. No and- way. We've never witnessed this before in a no. movie. Mm-hmm. This is going to be crazy. They probably hate each other and would never get back together ever come on there's no way no except the only the only problem is that's david keith and he has that stuff yeah (laughs) anyways the other doctor's there also and he's like i'm going with you and there's like these two other kind of jokey guys one of them being that steve buscemi lookalike uh who also are there and they're kind of going in and they're like okay What's the plan? Like, oh, we're going to fly up there. We'll go in there. We'll check it out and we'll see like kind of what happened because the plan didn't work. And like, well, why do you need me? And they've lost contact. Yeah, they lost contact. Like, well, why do you need me? And they're like, well, you're the one who kind of like poo-pooed the whole idea anyway. So like, you know, maybe, maybe you're right or whatever. But that doesn't turn out to be the real spoiler alert, not the real reason they're bringing her along. Um. I, it's not exactly clear why in the end still because uh, the explanation is not very clear anyways. But um, there's also some secret reasons why the, the other scientists, the rival scientists, once are there. Bum, bum, bum. And so they're like, we're going to fly through Bangor, Maine, and then head right up to the Hubris at the North Pole. So they're flying along. Weirdly, they show a map not going through Bangor, Maine. Not sure why. Uh, kind of weird. Straight from New York City. Uh, but they, they're flying up and it's got all kinds of snow everywhere. And they're like looking pretty rough up here. And they're like, uh, should we be sure that the ice like is okay for landing? And the scientist is like, no, it's fine. And David Keith's like, um, I think we should probably do that. And he's like, pilots, do you have enough gas to do this? Like turn around and check this out. And the pilots are like, ah, oh, not really. I mean, we probably wouldn't be able to make it to Alaska or whatever. And it's like, see, so get it. He, so they try to land and they run straight into an iceberg or whatever. And both the pilots die and everything's like to shit. So right away we know this other scientist is just a complete dick and just sucks. Basically he's like super arrogant and he's just awful. And so they're like, good job, bro. Let's get in there. Let's go into the hubris and leave these dead pilots here, whatever. And so they head into the hubris, and everything is totally destroyed. People are gross and burned and stuff, and they're like, gross. And they're like putting all the people into like the freezer or whatever, and they're like, this There's sucks. a funny part here. When they're going around finding all these dead bodies, like the music suddenly changes, and I don't know if any of you guys noticed this, uh, but we got this really tasty hi-hat performance, and I've got it right here for you. Good. Ooh. Mm. More of these fried dead dudes, man. Mm. Just like the others. Computer's dead. No idea why that was in there, but I loved every second of it. That was pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) It it was so loud in comparison to everything else. It's like, why is that? What's going on here? Anyways. Yeah. They, Continue. they put away all the dead bodies and they're basically like, all right, well, what are we, what are we doing here anyways? They get the, they get the power up and running. They kind of see the, um, 
the weird like sound that was heard and and dr ann fletcher's like that's weird i'm i'm so close to decoding this before you know i should probably get back to trying that you know like we should we should you know try to make sure um that we get all the information that we can and they kind of leave at this point i think they leave the the other doctor to his own devices in the main well right now area. they actually everybody's like what is actually really going on up here because they think that dr ann fletcher knows something that she's not telling them and she gives it like a really over the top answer and then our steve buscemi comes in classic i think you mentioned this in bad movies all the time right jamie somebody has to like explicitly spell it out for us right expositioning so let me understand your theory you think giant electrical eels open the polaris <laughs> rift to melt the ice caps <laughs> and are now sending signals to someone in space yeah i that laughed at that i laughed at that a lot in the movie oh my gosh <laughs> it's like perfect it's like that's no. literally what she just told us yeah like i'm the idiot audience member i got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so um what happens? Do they do they fire something off real quick? Like, do they get they they get attacked quickly before they fire a probe? Yeah, they fire something. Like, fire something let's out shoot there. a probe into that trench and see what's really going on. And that kind of wakes up the eels, and they come out of the the trench and they show up and they're like pretty scary. But Doctor Ann Fletcher like gets in contact with one of them, and it comes up through the dive pool. And yeah, they do some kind of Vulcan mind meld and right. like. She knows like everything. Going on, she another knows everything straight, about another it. Another straight ripoff from uh, the abyss. Yeah, it's a, it's a very abyss like for a lot of the sequence, and so she she kind of understands a whole bunch of what's going on. It's like they're not here to harm us, really. I mean, technically they are. I mean, because they're trying to melt melt the ice caps and like make the whole world ocean, so they can like bring all their people there. And they're basically like humans don't we don't care about them. Um, so I think Doctor Anne Fletcher has some work to do uh, with the eels, um, but. Uh, She's kind of like they they are here for peace. They're not here to like just destroy everything. Um, they are here to live and we could live in harmony together. And so she gets like hard to, to work at this point at like trying to uh, crack this code. And David Keith, her ex-husband, comes up and is like, you're working too hard. You look a little tense. And comes up and is like massaging her. And it's like they're like flirty. And he's like... Why did you leave me? And she, they're having like kind of tough conversations, but also like there's like a little flirtiness to it. You know what, you know what I'm talking about, guys? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And they start making out hard, and I'm talking hard. Oh yeah, the type of stuff where you throw someone on a desk and <laughs> ruffle all their papers around. And oh you're my like, god, dude, that was my research. What are you? <laughs> How am I ever going to get this back in order? I didn't staple any of it. <laughs> it's true. And it picks her right up. They shared a bottle of whiskey together. So second base. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That they did. And he's, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call I think maybe he's technically the captain, but <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anyways. Um, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And then, but the other rival doctor at the same time is like, you know what? F this noise. We're going to do a little test. He tells the other two guys, like, I need a probe. Um, we need to go through the, <laughs> we need to go through like the whatever. Like, so um, how about you break through the ice and put up a satellite? 
And the guy's like, shit, I don't want to do that because I'm going to get killed by the eels. And the guy's like, come on, just do it. It's fine. And so he's like, okay. And so he gets all pumped up. And Kyle, you got this clip for me? Oh, I got the clip, Oh, boy. This is my favorite moment of the movie. It's so great because he's Hmm. getting ready to head out into the mini-sub, risk his life. And him and Steve Buscemi just, they're bros. Okay, you got four icebreakers loaded in the tube. Blow a hole, launch a radio boom. You got it. And my team, PhD, pussy. <laughs> uh, just to be clear for the audience who, if you didn't hear that, they said uh, to hype themselves up, they said three words in a row MIT, PhD, and then obviously pussy. So that's, makes, that's what you say to what? Like to, to just kick I, ass? I don't get it. I, I mean, I guess. I, it just seems like the words don't Is there an don't urban really dictionary on that? If, <laughs> if not. Well, we can create it. All right, good. No. That's See, gonna this, be my this, first post to the Reddit subreddit. Yeah, I was gonna say about, this needs to be to the discussion people. Use the subreddit for that. <laughs> right. So, anyways, he he goes out there, um, and despite all the hype up and the MIT PhD pussy like uh, power <laughs> that he's got, uh, if you will, uh, he goes out there. He's he's sending off the these icebreakers into the ice, and everything seems okay um, until the eels come out and basically start attacking his mini sub and david keith's like what the fuck like why did you do this rival doctor you're an asshole he obviously was going to trouble and he's trying to tell him like just calm down make yourself not threatening and everything's going to be like fine but they're they're damaging his mini sub and everything's looking really shitty and so he eventually like breaks and is like no i gotta like make my last stand and he tries to um use his mini sub to like launch a torpedo or whatever and gets he gets also at owned the same time. Killed. This is really amazing because uh, I've got him in my notes. I for, I totally forgot to mention his SBJ Steve Buscemi Jr. Mm. And uh, <laughs> he is like totally insubordinate at this point because yeah. David Keith is like, you don't shoot a torpedo off at them, and he's like, I'm okay for a while, and then he's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna shoot this off, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I don't know what he was trying to do. Luckily, his buddy was dead right. by this point, but that torpedo makes direct contact with the mini sub, just right. completely blows it up. I was and like, then, what the hell was that, man? And, and the, the mini sub torpedo, torpedo, yeah, hits the hubris. Hits the hubris. And like messes with the, the entry point, the doorway into the hubris, because the hubris is like attached to the ice and they could get out anytime they wanted. Uh, but they basically, the torpedo punches a hole in the top of it and floods that, that exit point. Which I'm glad. All right. So they did bring it up here also. David Keith was like, if you needed a comms link on the ice, why didn't you send them up that shaft? Right, that exactly. it? <laughs> so stupid. Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's clear like the rival scientist wanted to do this as a test, basically sacrifice this guy and see if the eels would come out again if you shot anything off. Like, is it only into the trench? Is it up into this thing? Really, it's like just a very sound scientific method at this point. Like he was testing a hypothesis and David Keith shouldn't be so uptight about that. Right? Right. It's only right. lives that are at stake. Right. Okay. And so David Keith's like, cut it out. We ain't dealing with this shit anymore. Okay. And, but the rival doctor's got one more trick up his sleeve, which is basically using this like satellite link. He lets the UN know, ugh, right? UN sucks, yeah. sucks guys. The ugh. worst. Oh yeah. boy. And he's like, 
And the UN's basically like, uh, everything is garbage up there. We got to nuke it. And the UN's like, um, yep. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And they all say yes. And they're like, done. <laughs> so they send a million subs up that way. Now we get, we get a, uh, like a something some that's also images. funny with the, with the UN at this point is we have moved out of the auditorium and we are now what looks like the lobby that you would get into the auditorium in right. high school. And they're all sitting That's in- where you're at. And that's the command center. Right. It's incredible. They're all sitting in front of giant desktop computers, like every single person in the room. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. There's no way they were all powered on, right? I mean, <laughs> what? There's no way. Anyways. <laughs> and so they, they authorize this launch. There are a whole bunch of submarines that go up there, including that Seawolf, Jimmy Carter that we saw in the first place. And then a bunch of Russian ones. And basically it's a whole, uh, it's, it's like, um, a unity of nations have come together to destroy the hubris and David Keith specifically. So, uh, they're going to launch all their torpedoes and they do. And, um, basically this, the scientists at this point, the scientist plan and explanation is, uh, crazy. He's basically like, and this is of course, according to my plan, in which case we will all die. And David, Keith's like, what? Why is that the plan? And he's like, and that's why I brought your wife here too, because if I was going to go down, she'd also go down or more or less is what he says. Like if I was going to die, she'd die too. That's how I win. And it's like, what is happening? Why is that the plan? (laughs) The plan should never be to die. Like, come on. He seems super psyched about being sacrificed for the sake of closing up this. He's like, yeah, that's how it'll be proven right. It's like, you're going to be dead, man. Like you're not going to be proven anything. He totally bitches out when the time comes to die, though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the heck's wrong with this guy? So, basically, right now, with all these nuclear torpedoes headed towards the Polaris Trench, Anne and David Keith, we don't even know his character name. um, They're out, they took like a second mini-sub out. Yeah. They're out and about, perusing, trying to talk with the aliens, make best buddies. Yeah, because originally the plan was to break the code and try to, like, communicate directly with them. But she didn't have time. She wasn't able to do that yet. So they're in the the, um, mini-sub kind of just, like, trying to cruise as far away as they can um, before the nukes hit. Yeah, they are. And the electric eels start shocking the uh, hubris. And then this is when our doctor's like, Oh, no. Please come help me. Oh, no. It hurts so bad. Yeah, Yeah, it's exactly what he sounded like. And I think Steve is... Steve Buscemi Jr. dead at this point? SBJ, sorry. I don't know. He got, he got, I remember he got, he He died at this point because when they were shocking, it flooded most of the hubris and he got swept away by a wave. That's what I remember. Oh, okay. He should have surfed that out of there. That would have been pretty clutch. That's true. It's like an escape from LA type situation. Right into an eel's mouth. Weirdly, also a movie starring Steve Buscemi. Except yes. Steve Buscemi wasn't the one surfing. In this case, we're we're describing a double Buscemi scenario. <gasps> Boy. Anyways, oh, uh, for some whatever reason, they're like, okay, we're in this mini sub. We could maybe get away, but we're hearing this other scientist, and you know what? We got to go fucking back. So they go back. I was so mad. I was like, for real? You guys are gonna go back for this guy right now? Turned out to be the right choice, though. I think they probably would have died. In the mini sub, anyways. I think that's kind of I mean, like whatever, right? So they go back and they're like, "All right, man, we came back for you. Don't be a dick about this." Except that he is, and he jumps right into that mini sub and cruises away like a total bozo. It's like shit. And they're like, "Uh, we're fucked." 
that guy's dead anyways. There's no way he gets away now because um, it's just not – there's not enough time at this point for him to get away from uh, the blast or the eels, whatever. Um, even at that point, I think they were discussing the fact that they, they wouldn't have even taken the mini-sub anyways. Um, and they uh, – but she's like, you know what? I can still communicate with them. And she does her fat last-ditch effort of communicating, like cracking the code, and she's able to crack the code. And talks with them and they're like oh we don't even care about earth we don't care about human beings and she's like no like everything's like okay everything's fine and the eels are like um oh no yeah the eels are like oh no we were distracted by that d- dastardly scientist uh so we're gonna actually be killed by the blasts the torpedoes like that's terrible and dr ann fletcher's like wait a second i got an idea and she goes to david keith and is like we're going to get the eels into the hubris, which can survive the blast. We're going to fill it with water. They're going to get in and they're going to totally survive the blast. And he's like, well, but how do we survive? And they're like, okay, well, we'll detach the hubris and we're going to use it like a submarine. So now not only have we had regular submarines firing torpedoes, uh, AKA fish, AKA eels, AKA eel birds, they call it at one point, but we've got mini subs and now we got a giant, fucking underwater base <laughs> as a submarine cruising around and they, they i mean they can't move very great no but they sit down yeah they're, they're able to use some of their power to keep from crashing all the way to the bottom of the ocean and then yeah, your power man how what happens at the end i'm forgetting Dude, the eels they run out of think power. happy thoughts with their electricity mm-hmm. minds, and they make everything okay. Yeah, they, they run out of power, and uh, the hubris starts sinking to the bottom of the ocean, but then the eels swim into the hubris, and they use their, their happy thought electricity to power the hubris back up, mm-hmm. and they're able to ascend. Oh, that's uh, right. They break through the ice. Yes. And they climb out, and the eels are happy. the The rival scientist has been killed, and in the, the mini sub, and the good guys somehow navigate through the flooded escape hatch. Somehow, filled with they freezing water, and then they make out hard on the at the North Pole. And go um, back to Sugarbush, Maine, one hundred percent. And then they're basically like, they convince the entire UN, the dastardly evil UN, they convince them, you know what we, what we saw up there? Pretty much nukes worked, and it's super radioactive. Don't even test it. And the UN's like, sounds good to us. Uh, all agreed, never test it, never go up there. All agreed. And they all agreed to never go up and check whether anything's up there worth exploring and whether any eels might be contained in a um, base of some sort the end that's it wow hell of a movie and that all came in at under three hours this re- this recap i think it was just over three hours oh okay mm-hmm. all right but that's it I, some reviews here i would huh? love to hear some reviews specifically not mine and mostly your guys before i go so jamie's last okay Mm-hmm. I can go first. I'll there, he is. there he is. <laughs> um. Uh. So 
I, I, I'm just gonna rate. I'm just gonna come in and say this is like a two for me. The movie sucked. The story sucked. The acting was subpar. So I know that they're decent actors and actresses. So I think you could get a lot better out of it. So then you got to look to the directing. So that probably is a leading factor here. The story was all over the place. I felt like they kind of start one little story and not explain everything. I guess or like a little side story or give you the whole picture and it was just really frustrating for me lost my interest multiple times didn't like it don't recommend it submarine <laughs> action i mean well what was the submarine action it was that everything it clearly it, what it was it? it clearly like no no because they had those other submarines right but you weren't in a submarine it looked like a 90s attraction like theme park kind of thing when you're waiting in line to go into a ride you know they got those stupid TVs set up with the dumb lights and everything. That's what it looked like. And mm. you're painting the, a very uh, nice word picture. The mini, okay. <laughs> the uh, the mini sub action was fine, I guess. But other than that, didn't like it. I'm gonna stick with the two. Don't recommend it. I hope no one else watches it because I'm never gonna watch it again. Boom! You brought it. Wow. That's two, hate. Two two out of twelve. Just so we're I think, clear. Yeah, I think it's the hate out of the love it or hate it. All right, good. I'll jump. I'll jump in here. Uh, I I agree uh, wholeheartedly with Alex. I'll be very concise with this in saying that this one just did not have many merits. Um, it's it's a bad movie, and it's one of those that wasn't so bad that it started to become good. There really wasn't too many funny moments. I think the MIT PhD <laughs> pussy was one that I reacted to as well and there's maybe one or two other little moments that were were kind of funny but it uh, really came across as very derivative of the abyss while being way stupider um the plot didn't make any sense and the production quality was terrible uh i don't think i need to say much more i'll just conclude there and say i'm going to also give this a two bam all right i'm jumping in wow here comes your boy Zach. Okay. Deep shock. Hmm. What can I say that hasn't already been said? <sighs> so, I would say, movie's not good. <laughs> We've established that, that, that. has been said. <laughs> oh, damn it, you're right. Just for just for clarity, that that has been said. Uh, no, it's it, you know here's something that hasn't been said. I knew this movie was going off the rails pretty quick, but when the scene happened, when the eel, I'm pretty sure, came out of the water and was interacting with, wasn't she the only female cast member? And that that felt to me like, I mean, it probably got ripped off of multiple movies, but my, 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 my mind went to Independence Day, right? Like when they're talking with the alien and it wraps it around his throat, like... I was like, here's this Wait, eel. The, like the release me. Yeah, yeah. Part, release, that part of the movie? Release me. Like I was almost, I swear to God, I was watching this. I was thinking like, dude, if this eel wraps around her throat and starts talking with her, I'm going to lose my <laughs> shit. <laughs> Actually, I probably would have rated it higher if that happened. But nah, dude, like this is, this wasn't good. Like I get it. It's a sci-fi film, an hour and a half long, made for TV. You don't expect much, but you, you would expect more than this that hour and a half felt like two hours and a half to me and 
Like I said at the beginning, the movie poster makes it look like it's one giant killer eel when it's just like a bunch of little baby eels, which even led me to believe maybe it's just the baby eels and at the end of the movie, we're going to see the big mama and then it's going to like fade to black and there's a sequel. No, that doesn't happen. God, you were thinking about it way too hard. I was. (laughs) I was. And that's my mistake. Think less. So, would you guys both give it a two? Yes. Yeah. Ah, jeez. Um... Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm going to give it... You know what? Let's do something I've never done before. I'm going equal. Two. Let's see what Kyle and Jamie do. Ooh. Wow. Pressure, pressure's on now. Are we going to have the first ever same what do you ratings? Mean, what do you mean equal? You know, equal. Like, it's the all same. twos. Twos. We're all the same. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay. Like, I don't know if that's ever been done before. We can ask our, our guy, Brom, but... <sighs> Almost right now. The pressure is on you two guys right now. Let's see? So that means any, any disappointment the, the, the listeners find is because of you two, not us. Great. Right. Okay. <laughs> don't peer pressure me. Uh, I agree with Brom. This movie totally ripped off the abyss. I thought that when I was watching it. I thought... We've seen this before, done in the same exact quality, same exact story. Everything is the same. Yep. Benevolent alien uh, creatures, curly-haired yeah. brunette scientist. Yep. Time is a flat circle. Yes, it is. And SBJ, I liked him. That's mm-hmm. fine. I thought David Keith and Simone were fine in their roles. I did not like the other, like the little wimpy scientist guy and the guy who got killed wasn't fabulous actor yeah it's weird <laughs> no chomsky's a scientist yeah. but oh. the the guy who was who said mit phd pussy with oh, steve okay. Buscemi jr that yeah. guy is like is an actor you've never seen and probably will never see again i yeah. presume <laughs> the un was just like <laughs> why why did they why did they do this why did they have these giant sweeping shots of this Empty auditorium. We're like, wow, dude, we paid a local high school $500 to use this for the weekend. <laughs> Let's make the most out of this. And <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You know, it. that part was goofy. Make up a town in Maine. Why? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You could have like put anywhere. It wouldn't have mattered. Whatever. Uh, the CGI was so bad. So, so, so bad. How bad? So, so, so bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they were eels, they were dragons, they were aliens. I don't know what the hell they were. <sighs> I think this oh, is man. a good point to mention. Did we even mention this is Mega Monster Movie Month? This is the first week? Mega. Mega Monster. You look at that poster, like Zach said, you think yeah. Mega Monster. These, uh, I look at it and say, who knows how big that eel is? <laughs> yeah, my Jamie, ass, give it a rest, Jamie. Jamie. Look at that poster. <laughs> give it a rest, Jamie. That thing looks huge, man. It looks huge. It looks like I say, a You know what? Monster. This is a 2D picture. I can't tell. It's yeah, all about the sure. angles, Kyle. You know, they were just playing <laughs> yeah. the angles. Yeah, you can't be an angle Whatever. side side, guys. Come on. Okay. Oh. I, oh, man. Do I want to match you guys at a two? Yeah. You know you want yeah, to. I do. I'll match you at a two. Oh, because I'm going to ruin it. 
Yeah, oh, guys, the, I ain't no, giving no. her two. I'm Cut giving it higher. No. <laughs> I'm going to go higher than that. I'm going to be the highest of all of you because of MIT PhD pussy, <laughs> which took it from a two straight to a three. This no. movie is not good, but I did have fun watching portions of it. Not all of it. It's not quite a three and a half Steel Sharks lucky coin scenario, but it's close to that. And it's amazing um, how iconic Steel Sharks has been because that's always been my measure for movies that are around the three <laughs> mark. Is like, do I right. like it less or more than Steel Sharks? And I like this less, but not that much less. And I think it has, it is funny in some ways. Uh, some of the lines are funny, some of the acting is funny. Um, it's not like some of the other ones we've seen where the acting is totally um, nobody's. Um, we, these, you know, these are legitimate actors who were um, doing a role in making a sci-fi movie picture. So that's not so crazy. And I, one, one thing I did kind of like from this is that you're sitting at 2003, which is right on the boundary, I think, between kind of all practical like Agent Red type movies uh, of the 90s, like these action movies from the 90s, and then full-blown like CGI everywhere, Sharknado type stuff of the um, 2000s, mid-2000s, late-2000s. This kind of fits in between. So you have a bunch of practical stuff going on, but you also have terrible CGI water and these, like, ridiculous-looking eels. Um, So kind of an interesting movie from that point of view, too, kind of sitting between those two uh, worlds. But so I got, I'm going to give it, I was going to come in at a three. Um, You guys convinced me to stick where I was at three. Wow. That was my original thought, but then as they were going on, and I just sat there or sat there and thought about how long it felt. Mm. Yep. Like Zach had mentioned, I was like, yeah, this felt a lot longer than an hour and a half for me. Zach, Zach made like 104 Reddit posts during this movie. That's, that's a long <laughs> movie. Did. That's I outrageous. Did. <laughs> now I'll say, like, there's a movie like, well, like The Abyss similar to this that we didn't get to watch for submersion because it doesn't have a sub in it unfortunately but i would recommend to you guys to listeners it's from 1989 called leviathan starring peter weller <laughs> i'd recommend checking that one out it's good actually i no. mean it's not great rated i will i will say that but like if you're into this type of movie it's it's definitely a fun watch now kyle that's gonna segue directly into love it or hate it because one of those reviews mentions that movie. No way. Are you serious? I, I, I swear. You we s- didn't even. <laughs> all right, guys. Just to be clear, we did not discuss this at all ahead of time. I mean, like, that's outrageous. As soon as you said Leviathan, I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we ready for love it, hate it? Let's do yep. it. Okay. Love it or hate it? I'll let you decide which one I read first. This is by Sukotash, January 2004. The title of his review, Deep Snore. Deep sh is more like it. Oh. The (laughs) The eels are just cartooned. In over the film. <laughs> Think the incredible Mr. Limpet meets Leviathan. 
Wait, no. Did you, write, wait, did you write this? No, I swear you to wrote God. This. I swear We're to talking God. about a hell of a movie. Guys, there, when I read this review, I was like, this is absolutely the one I'm using. <laughs> I did not write this. <laughs> Think The Incredible Mr. Limpet meets Leviathan. Very tacky. No character or relationship development. So-called romantic scenes, very corny and predictable. An interesting idea, but a poorly written script and lousy special effects make this a definite must-miss. One out of ten. Mm. Wow. Strong. I, I could have said it any better. <laughs> that was Suko Tash. Now... Normally, I would come at this point and read you a 10 out of 10 review. Although, IMDb had no 10 out of 10 reviews. So I had to venture to some little website called Amazon and find a 5 out of 5 star review. You know, Now, do stars translate to IMDb, Amazon? I don't know. That's not here or there. Take it to the thread. Take it to the comments. Reddit, people. Get on that. Get there's, on that subreddit. There's going to be a, a whole other post talking about conversions from our subs <laughs> that sometimes use 10 or 12 inches and five stars yeah. or whatever. It's going to be confusing what to everybody. What do you find most accurate? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, here's a five out of five star rating by Frank Bylina, 2015. The title, this another of those movies that I will never forget. This is also a verified purchase, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know, it's not fake. Good. We can't be, spray, we can't be spreading fake podcasts, you know. All right. I'm going to read this word for word. Bear with me here. This another of those movies that I will never get tired of watching. The actors in this movie really know how to play their parts and the special effects are dynamite. I have also watched this movie several times before purchasing it. And believe me, being on a fixed income, collecting social security disability leaves no room for purchasing items that will just sit on a shelf and collect dust. Oh my gosh. Five out of five. Well, that's, that's sad. Frank Bailina. Thank you, Frank. Uh, <laughs> the bare necessities. Could be the best one ever, guys. That was <laughs> All right. Oh, that, he's had to review other stuff, right? Yeah, I true. Huge, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Like, I think I got another subreddit that you can create. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, should I get some trivia? Let's do it. All right, so originally the eels in the film were going to be created by the American CGI by an, by an American CGI team and looked similar to a giant moray eel uh, with a more sinister grin, I think similar to what's on the poster. But to save money, the uh, that eel was scrapped and the work was handed to a Bulgarian CGI team, which is also where this was filmed. So anyone know the capital of Bulgaria? Nope. Hmm... Is it Budapest? That is Hungary. Nope. Dang it. That was a good guess. I don't know. It is Sofia. 
Oh, where this Sophia. was also filmed. Never would have got it. Oh. Man. Uh, when I told you gotta ask me when I was in seventh grade. Exactly. Yeah. When all that stuff was going these on. Are, right? Yeah. I thought. See, this one I, I gave some very like straightforward questions this time, and that was one of them. And I was like, I wonder if anyone will actually know the capital of Bulgaria. It's a tough one. Uh, so when a torpedo is launched, uh, the head of the Hubris Science Complex, who is addressed as commander, which is a naval rank, informs the United Nations Command Center, saying, bird away. Torpedoes are always referred by the slang term fish by uh, naval personnel, although we've heard it also as eel, which would have been appropriate here. Uh, while it's non-naval military personnel refer to guided missiles as birds. So they seem like they miss the opportunity to use the term eel. Given the given the context, what is a baby eel called? Anyone know what a baby eel is called? Mm, um, uh, a, a squip. That's a good a close. Good guess. Really? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not close. Yeah, it's not close. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Squip a baby eel. Baby eel. Call it a squirm. Also close. I'll call it a squirt. <laughs> also close. These are all close because the actual answer is an elver. An elver. Oh. Elver. Elver. Really even newer. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, re- resembles a Tolkien character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the director of this. The director of this film was Philip J. Roth. He did film. He put this name under, uh, or he filmed this under the name Paul Joshua Rubin. I'm not sure why. Um, now, he was also the writer and producer of another submersion film. Does anyone remember which film he was involved with? Please tell me it's Dark Descent. It is Dark Descent. He wow. was the writer and producer of Dark Descent. Now, Kyle, nice. he was also a director of a film, me and you, Kyle, hold near and dear to our heart because we, we spent months trying to get it on VHS. No way. He's the director of Red Snow. Seriously? Yep. He made Red Snow. Now, this is just an aside. Have you watched that yet? No, I have not. Okay, good. I was like, we got to watch that together. I think what I was was going to do is potentially is to get a sheet and a projector and project it and have like a drive-in movie type thing with Red Snow. What do you think? Oh, that'd be incredible. Dude, do it on your lawn. Yeah, exactly. Make popcorn, all that good stuff. Yep. Social distancing. Sure. Yeah. All right, road trip. Jamie, you could have segued right. that into an uh, invite to Zach's wedding. Uh, I don't know. Is that is that being postponed because of COVID? Uh, y- yes, it is. There we go. So there we go. I got more <laughs> wait, time. Wait, wait. That's, that's the... F- We've been waiting to hear that for like three weeks, Zach, ever since you brought it up recently. It's, more time uh, more time to for me to convince uh, him to invite me to the wedding. I'll send something more <laughs> official, Alex. Don't worry. Wow, I, br- breaking news by Jamie. No, that is breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. He just said, admitted that. I was like, wait, what? Like, we haven't even heard that. I mean. We're in it. Let, yeah, let's say we, we made some finalizations tonight. We heard back from the last person we needed to hear back about um, postponing our um, DJ. So, Ooh. And you know infos, what? Info's coming. We could cut this if necessary, Kyle. You should save that and reveal it on the episode so all our friends have to listen to the episode to figure out when the wedding is. It's a good call. Oh, please, they're not going to listen. <laughs> Alex, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> I got another another trivia here. Who is the only president to qualify for service on a submarine? He served on the USS Pumphrey 
from 1948 to 1951. Clint Woodrow. But why why would I be asking the question? Oh, Jimmy Carter. It's Jimmy Carter. And that's part of the reason why he got named. He was the only president who had a submarine named after him, only the third person ever to have a submarine named after him, and the first living person ever to have a submarine named after him when he had a sea, the third and final Seawolf-class submarine named the USS Jimmy Carter that was, quote-unquote, featured in this film. And then the final question from the trivia, which is directly from Jeopardy, shock treatment for epilepsy was once administered using this freshwater fish, Malapterus electricus. An eel? What is the electric nope. eel? That is wrong. Not true. Not what the is case. the moray eel? No, not true. Not the answer. The manta ray. The... Not the answer. Not Penguins. the manta ray. What is not a, a giant penguin. electric jellyfish? What is not the man a jellyfish. Not a man of war. Aliens. Nope. This is impossible what, to get. What's what's that fish with the little light hanging off in front of its head? That fish. Yep. Uh, so this is it's an electric catfish. What? Yep. Sounded not real to me, and then I looked it up. True. Sounds like a game kind of fish. All right, I'm going to finish up you with say, a little. Wait, you say epilepsy was treated with that? Yeah, that's what I said. Got to let your wife know. I am. Hmm. Talk to her about doing some research. Bring it back. Bring it on back. Bring some All electric right. catfish into the bedroom. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Whiskers go everywhere, my friend. <laughs> All right, I'm going to finish up with a little Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. All right, so this one's easy. Once I saw David Keith was in the cast, I was like, "Ah, I know that guy. He was in U571, and I've done that before for this. So it's pretty easy, and we can just answer the question, where would Ed Harris have played a good role here. Um, the same role that he played in The Abyss. That's true, actually. Basically, it's the same. He is David Keith, right? Yep. I'd say mm-hmm. give him every role and just see what happens. Ooh. Oh, That's my gosh. One. Ed on Ed on that desk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like cheap quality. So like the stunt double is just wearing like a plastic Ed Harris mask. <laughs> yeah, like so. a latex mask. Yeah. It's not even like properly attached. You can see hair sticking out. You're like, oh, whoa. In the middle oh, of man. it, he just rips the mask off anyways. <laughs> this is appropriate. No <laughs> it's an eel. <laughs> it's an eel. Holy <laughs> shit. That actually be pretty movie. good. That would be a pretty good movie. <laughs> That would get a 10 out of 10. <laughs> All right. It's, it's appropriate that we're asking this question about Ed Harris because he does have a connection to this film. Does anyone know what it was? He's an electric oh, catfish fisherman. No. So he, um, he went to MIT and smashed puss. Yes. <laughs> Very closely. He got his PhD. He got his PhD in pussy from MIT. Um, as, same as with the characters apparently in this war. Um, and yeah, so he had a his dissertation was received in, uh, he passed it in 1992. It was titled theory of the universal pushy, pushy function. Sorry. Uh, and it details the quantum state of the totality of pussy. So, um, I don't think it, I don't think it makes too many waves, but, uh, maybe with this podcast, we can bring back the theory and see if, uh, see if we can't 
promote it more, you know? Put it to the Reddit, subreddit thing. Discuss Go. it. Get on it, gang. Wait, do I have to now write like a full dissertation, fake dissertation to post to the Reddit? That seems you like could. a lot. And have people have people uh, debate it. Yeah. I mean, you, you did get Steel Sharks socially relevant on a subreddit. Or a that, Wikipedia or page. Wikipedia, yeah, it does have a Wikipedia page, thanks to me. So, I feel like you, you, go. you are the man for the job. Does Deep Shock have a Wikipedia page? Yes. Yes. Because I was looking okay. up stuff. All right. Yep. All right. The Nile catfish, electric catfish, excuse me, <laughs> has up to 350 volts it can shock someone with. Damn. Is that a lot? Wait, you said it could shock with. So does it choose who it shocks? Or if you just grab it, does it just shock anything? No, that's just a fact. It could go up to 350 Okay. <laughs> if it felt you like You guys it. better get ready then. You better there, be excited. There are some other fish that can only do one volt, though. They that's sound nothing. Lame. I hope I'm not getting into your stuff, Kyle. Sounds right up your alley. Not at all. You are leading right into it. Electric, Electric eels. eels. World wide. All right, so this movie dealt with giant alien electric eels. Something that I never thought. I never thought those words would come out of my mouth in that combination. I don't know how high someone was when they made this movie or came up with that idea, but I appreciate it. Uh, so now we're going to talk a little bit about electric eels, which. As Jamie kind of alluded to, Alex just alluded to, the electric eel is not actually an eel at all. It is a species of knife fish and is more closely related to a catfish. Oh, wow. Yes. They are found in South America in the Amazon and Orinoco River basins. And this predator fish feeds on other fish. Small mammals and invertebrates like crabs and shrimp. They have a lifespan of 15 years. Actually, I should ask you guys some of these questions. How big do you think an electric eel gets? Seven feet. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Seven feet, one inch. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. All Just right. Seven foot and like a half inch. I'll go right in between. Okay. You're really, Thir- you're really playing that one feet. tough. 13 okay. Feet. Uh, I guess I give it to Alex. They grow between six to eight feet long. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> well, you guys are all in that range. I so guess whatever. I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You did. I was like, what the hell? Uh, how heavy do you think they get? 48 pounds. 49 pounds. <laughs> 48 and a half pounds. Uh, I got seven feet. Um,. 13 Here, kilos, Bob. Googling 50, it over there. no, no, no I'm not Googling. <laughs> 50, 58 pounds. Okay. I'm not uh, Googling gets Siri. It, no. And I won't tell you because you didn't get it. So, nah. I'm just kidding. 44 pounds. You're close. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Shockingly close. Shockingly so, close. I can't believe many, we were that close. Uh, I've held one were... before. Tell us about it. Yeah, what the hell? It was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, how many volts did you say that catfish could put out? Like 350? I think it was like 400 or something. 
that was the Appalachian Times. I don't know if I would really trust that. Well, okay, <laughs> That's what I said. So anyways, <laughs> there was a species of electric eel that was just discovered last year, 2019, articles and stuff from November. And, you know, I mean, this is recent. This is good stuff. They can put out as high as 860 volts. Wow. <laughs> and that could, that, could really, trying to, that could do some work to someone. Yeah, isn't Man. like, a yeah, out, was, isn't like an outlet like 120 volts or something like that? Like your standard outlet? Yeah. yeah. But I, there's all different stuff. Like it's not necessarily the volts. It's the amperage and whatever that really has the effect. So I, I'm not an electrician. Oh. But I can pretend to be one. So anyways. I did look up what this is similar to. People said that the shock of this eel is similar to that of a stun gun. So, like, a single shock is not necessarily fatal, but it's enough to stun you, where if you were in shallow water, you could easily drown if you go down, and multiple shocks could potentially give you some heart damage and maybe kill you. So, it's not always fatal but there are rare situations where people do die from uh electric eels so putting yeah. one in someone's bed as as a prank would be unwise well, well it if you depends. sleep on a water bed you don't want huh? yeah i was gonna say you got to be in a water bed and you've got that plastic barrier right so if you pour you like a what cup of warm water on them and then throw it in mm-hmm. bed with them that might get them and it might make them you throw wet the a forty-four bed. pound electric catfish at somebody. I think you got them. Uh, I think you got them good. Anyways, anybody know their conservation status? Extinct, rare, <laughs> um, endangered, uh, compromised, or whatever the middle one well is. guys don't worry they are least concerned nice yeah. good for yeah. them let's go hunting i know right let's go hunt. fishing hunting Ooh. no we're gonna go hunting with shotguns <laughs> <laughs> actually there's an right, eel that, that could be that could be possible so anyways the electric eel breathes air through i don't know jamie maybe you can pronounce this correct. is it bucal or buccal pumping Whatever. <laughs> Come on. I know what Alex and Zach are thinking. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what they're thinking. Yeah. Buka yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So the best way to describe this is you know how you see a frog puff out its uh chin, whatever that is, that big air sac, and then it like sucks in. So what that does is it's sucking air in, and then when it goes in, it's forcing the air into its buccal cavity, whatever. And then when it's turned to exhale it, it first moves it back in the chin, and then it spits it out. So they actually have to come up to the surface every 10 minutes or so to get air. So, Zach, you could hunt these with, with a shotgun if you wanted, I guess. <laughs> you don't uh, take much effort. Uh, 10 minutes, that's nothing. Yeah, I know. You're just, like, waiting. Like, okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how kosher that is. Or if, uh, I don't know the I don't know the rules and regs on fishing, hunting electric eels, especially with a firearm. Uh, these fish have no scales, and they are capable. Well, that one can emit up to 860 volts. They are able to emit both low and high voltage. So the low voltage charges are what they use to see, quote unquote, around them. Uh, think of it like a 
radar sonar type system where they're using the electric field to sense what's around them. High voltage, obviously killing, defending themselves, all that good stuff. And fun fact for you, the Tennessee Aquarium has a Twitter page dedicated to their electric eel, Miguel Watson. Ooh. And whenever his voltage um, spikes gets to a certain level, there's a computer that is hooked up to his tank and it'll automatically send out a tweet. Wait, seriously? Great. Yeah. Cool. And the, uh, the Twitter handle is electric Miguel. And it's funny. Cause like, you'll just see all these things. You'll say like zap pow. <laughs> so it'll just, it's got like 10, uh, it has a decent amount of followers. What's it called again, so. Kyle? Electric Miguel. We're gonna do a um, we're gonna do a live update and see what's going on with electric. How do you spell Miguel? M I G U E L. There it is. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything, Kyle. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Wait, I spelled electric wrong. <laughs> All right, there it is. Miguel Watson. Yeah. Oh, two T's. So I'm not related to this. Two. I know. Okay. Not yet. Okay. But you look yet. So the last zap, May I don't know what's going on here, like April 14th. It's been a oh. while since we had a good zap. Sorry, that wasn't actually a shock. I just had a brilliant idea. That was April 15th. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> April 14th. April 13th. Buzz! This is like Whoa. a little Batman yeah, what show. Was it up to? Buzz, pow, boom, zap, zing. <laughs> really zapping for a while and then it stopped. I'm following this. Yeah. 40,000 followers, so... Oh my God. Something, ha- something happened to Miguel, I bet. Dude, I like his little, his little like um, cartoony artwork there. You know, that's COVID. Know. It's COVID. Probably uh, it went went bust around COVID. You think so? I think so. Makes the zoo's you wonder closed. then, is somebody actually running the computer or is Miguel running the computer? I bet, I bet the zoo's closed and they shut the Twitter down. Come on. You can't shut that down. It's my you can't shut him down. Anyway, that's all I got. So. Free speech. Free Miguel. Yeah, let Miguel tweet. Let him do what he loves to do. What they need to do <laughs> is put him in a tank and take him cross country and so people can actually see Miguel. Now, I would go do that. Mm-hmm. Jamie, if we got word, they're like, yeah, Miguel Watson's going to be at Mall of America. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Jamie, we're going to go. I would not go to that. Come on, man. You wouldn't go. Get your photo with Miguel. God, I'd be tempted to drive out there Depends and the go day. there with you. Because <laughs> get a shirt, a hat, paint my <laughs> paint my face <laughs> like an eel. Like an eel. Look at Miguel. Oh my god! All right, Manic that was for that was great. Miguel mania. <laughs> Just says Watson for Watson. That'd be good. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's that's what I got for electric eels worldwide. Alex, Very you got much. any news? <laughs> well, not really. Uh, an article last week uh, indicated that 75% of Americans uh, did not know what was long, big, and full of semen. What? Submarine. Does it, uh, what kind of articles are you reading here? Th- well, not, oh, yeah. Does it say what they thought? Or like, did they have a selection? Or is this like a family feud style question? Or... I, I don't know. Couldn't tell. 
But if you thought that pun was bad, Zach always said, wait till you see mine. (laughs) (laughs) I did find an article talking about North Korea trying to launch their submarine here pretty soon, but it's got... It was posted a day ago, but it's got all news back from like November and July because um, I thought North Korea's leader was dead. And here it is standing in front of a giant submarine that looks like taken right off of a spy camera. Um, but he resurfaced, though. He is. Like, yeah, he is still alive. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah they, the Chinese came in with um, some super powered electric eels and were able to get his heart started again is what I heard. It's crazy. Yeah. They use the eels, not the catfish. Mm-hmm. Catfish Probably too weak. Probably new species. Catfish is for dinner there. Not well. I guess they eat eel too, don't they? I don't know. That's what people go eels, to for. Eels uh, good, they man. go to North Korea for a nice catfish dinner. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't really look too hard. Nothing else too crazy. One thing I kept seeing is, I don't know why it keeps popping up on my computer, but it's talking about some company that makes submarine parts has been heavily affected by COVID nineteen and. Basically saying, don't buy stock right now for it. So, if anyone's out there listening, there you go. Buyer beware. Anyone else have any news? Because that's all I got. Not really. I mean, there wasn't too much submarine movie news this week. I didn't see anything new. After weeks of many news stories, um, there was a New York Times article that basically the Quibi, you know that Quibi app, the short video app thing? Yeah. Where they asked the founder, like, um, whether they could compare it to TikTok, considering how, like, not popular it is compared to something how popular TikTok is. And he was like, oh, oh, that's not, you can't compare that. That's like comparing apples to submarines. He said that? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a quote. I saw where Eric Marino showed that the Navy has unveiled uh, laser weaponry. Um, for shooting down, I guess, like missiles, things like that. Now, have you seen that? Like it's for pretty years, impressive. there's been videos on that stuff. It's incredible. Yeah, well, I, I guess it's tested and equipped now, I think, is what he was saying. Pretty crazy. From what I saw in the past to shoot the laser, because they had, they had like uh, missiles coming at a warship or whatever. You know, they were testing it out. To take down the missile that was coming at them, they could shoot this laser. And back when they were doing this, it only cost 25 cents to, really? t- to take it down. Yeah, That's so awesome. much cheaper than to fire some kind of... Other ordnance, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. It seems like, you know, and it's something you can just train on a, on a missile, too, like, as opposed to uh, risking, like, shooting something and missing. Like, you can just kind of, like, hone it in. That's and, what they said, too. Yeah. You don't have, like, the uh, compensate for drop, anything like that. You just... Pretty nice. I'd be crazy it if is. there's a way to just, like, counter, like, nuclear warfare. <laughs> just lasers everywhere. Just Laser? Just, like, makes, makes it, lasers. like, uh... Makes them useless almost, yeah. All right. You ready for it? I'm ready for this. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All 
right. I'm pretty excited about this one. I'm, we got all five of us here, too. Uh, I think there's some room to have a few laughs on this one because uh, tonight we watched Deep Shock. And uh, I feel like we were all probably pretty shocked by this film. Um, <laughs> uh, so tonight, my countdown, I'm talking about the times I've been most shocked in my life. We're looking at the top 10 most shocking news and tabloid headlines of all time. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, because anyway. tabloids aren't always true. That's right. So right? some, some so, of the- <laughs> are we going to have to figure headlines, out which ones are real? Uh, I don't necessarily know if that's necessary, but if you want to, we can okay. we can do okay. that. Okay. Uh, most of these are true, except of course, yeah. When we do get into the tabloids, most of them are just like so like obvious that they're dumb uh, and they're pretty pretty funny. But these are my top ten most shocking news and tabloid headlines. Number ten. Here we go. This one is uh, Princess Diana related. Who remembers that? I remember where I was as a child when I heard about that and had to have it explained to me, but I remember exactly where I was as well. So do I, me too. I, I had the princess Diana tie beanie baby. Me too. But, In your uh, hand when you heard? No, no, that, that would have been uh, pretty crazy. Uh, but this, uh, I, I actually, this is the only one I don't know which, which, uh, which um, news outlet this was uh, posted in. But the headline read, Diana was still alive hours before she died. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean she didn't die like right away or <laughs> hours <laughs> before she died? I mean, that's, true story. That's great A journalism at its right there. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to cite your sources. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's true. And it was shocking. <laughs> number number nine from the New York Post. Statistics show that teen pregnancy drops off significantly after age twenty five. What the hell? <laughs> Teenage pregnancy? Yes. Twenty five. Good. I feel like it would have dropped it's off good. a few years before that. That's okay. <laughs> hey, statistics don't lie. Number eight is coming from the Evening Herald. Now follow along with it. This. This, this is the longest one. Woman in sumo wrestler suit assaulted her ex-girlfriend in gay pub after she waved at man dressed as Snickers bar. God. Oh, hmm. what? I'd love I to was, see that. I was, I was pretty shocked when I, they when I read that They can make a movie about that one right there. What's it called, Kyle? <laughs> Snickerdoodle. <laughs> nice. That was good. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Number seven. This this comes from the Weekly World News. Alien Bible found. They worship Oprah. <laughs> That's it. Why you say World Weekly News? Weekly World News. Oh, dude. WWW. I used Alien to buy those Bible all the time found. just because they're so ridiculous. <laughs> bad boy. That the one that always has bad stuff? boy. Yeah, bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Have you had the bad boy music? <laughs> Hold me, bad boy. <laughs> Touch me, <Love>. bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. That's so good. I have not. It's like, you, oh man! All right, Brown, you've got to hear that. All right. After don't 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 get preoccupied right now. Send send it to me after the show because I need your full attention for number six here, coming from Tulsa World, Tulsa World news outlet, big 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 news outlet down there in Tulsa. 
One-armed man applauds the kindness of strangers. <laughs> I'd like to see that. That's just that's just <laughs> sick. <laughs> kind of felt bad including that one. Oh uh, yeah, that's is what it is. But I mean, what the hell do they think they're doing? Uh, all right, get your mind in the gutter, guys. Uh we're getting back to trashy ones with number five here. This, this is from the Associated Press. So we're, we're in the big leagues here. Number five. Porn star sues over rear-end collision. No way. Hmm. That's real. It's real. That's, that's so clickbaity, isn't it? <laughs> this was in a newspaper. Uh, but number four... Oh. Weekly World News. We're back to Weekly World News. I think this is the last tabloid on here. Uh, Saddam and Osama adopt <laughs> shaved ape baby. <laughs> That's <laughs> like right up Kyle's Wait, alley what? right there. <laughs> Saddam <laughs> adopted shaved ape baby? Saddam and Osama went in together, and they adopt a <laughs> shaved ape baby. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I've had conversations about things like this. I mean, yes, uh, that is that is right up your alley. <laughs> oh, I found what? a picture of it. Oh my goodness! No, you did not. <laughs> They're like hugging it. So Tom's kissing it on the head. Oh my god! Put that in the picture channel. What the hell? There's no freaking way, dude. We gotta see this. Oh my goodness, this cover is awesome. Alright, number three. The Observer. A nuclear explosion would be a disaster. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. Number two, the Northern Daily Leader. This is an Australian publication. Their uh their uh article read. Think of a headline, fifty six point bold headline. What? Think of a headline. <laughs> Any 56. headline? 56.4. That's something that snuck through uh, editing. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Hilarious. I was shocked, though, when I saw that that made it into a publication. And finally, number one, the Sun Media out of London. Condom truck tips spills load. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Somebody was laughing typing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that is my top 10 most shocking news and tabloid headlines. Very good. Next week, for those that want to tune in, we will be listening, or rather watching, and you will be listening to our recap of Atlantic Rim, if you guys want to check it out. Yes, yes, yes. I think Atlantic Rim also, just to, to mention. Wait, nope, offhand. I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied. It's, it, it came from beneath the sea. I'm sorry, okay. I'm sorry. Ooh. Big, big, big mistake there. Hope nobody started downloading Atlantic Rim. Hope nobody paused. Got to eat crow there. But it came what from beneath f- the sea. It's a classic uh, from the 50s, I believe. Um, so if you can track that down and check it out, I'd offer where it was, where it's available if I knew. Uh, but we have it sourced internally here. But uh, that is it for my segment. I'm going to pass it over to our boy, Zachary. 
Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts when you're going down. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes. Sit back, get a drink, because we've got not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six Zach Facts. Whoa. Oh, my God. Here we go. Dude. This is the most in a while. <laughs> yep. We're driving this bad boy into overtime. Diving deep. That's a fact. It's got supersized monsters. Well, sort of. But we got a supersized Zach Facts. Can I start, Ben? Sorry. No, I want to talk over the segment. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Zach now facts. you may go. Oh, Zach Facts. Deep shock. The movie. Fact number one. During an interview, when asked how he learned about how he got the part, David Keith said he was swimming in a creek and an eel bit his cheek. And he yelled, that's amore. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say any, like, yeeped, eek, eek or something, but I like that ending a lot better. (laughs) Fact number two. Director Paul Rubin, or Philip Roth, originally wanted an eagle to fight one of the eels, but he was told that was illegal. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Are these all puns? I'm loving this shit, man. Like, what is this? Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Oh, you have to think geez. about, you know, th- this next one's, you know, for animal rights, right? Th- this next one's important. The script had one name and one name only for every eel that was on set. And that name was Elon Musk. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but, but wait, 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 wait. Actually... Um, there was another name for, for a few of these eels. So out of the 356 eels that were used in the film and killed, eels number 32, 33, 34, and 36 were all named Shaq Eel O'Neal. Oh, jeez. <sighs> it's just like Jamie's his numbers that he played. Those, those were all of his basketball numbers. <laughs> but, 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 but this next one's a good one, this, ne- this next one's a good one. I did try and call Mark Shepard, you know, for um, to talk to him about a nice good fact for his character, Dr. Dr. Chomsky. But he, 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 was, he wasn't in the mood to talk. He said he was feeling mentally ill. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mental illness is not a joke, Zach. And the last fact for all you listeners out there. Deep shock. Almost had a sequel, which almost was a prequel, which turned in to an adult film. And this film would take place during the 1930s and star our guy, Ed Harris, as F.D. Hardon. And that movie would be called The Nude Eel. What does the Boom. F.D. stand for? The Nude Eel? The new the deal. deal, man. Eel. The new deal, new deal. <laughs> uh, there it is. Come on. Oh they call me the ointment. God. They call me the brain anymore. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. There it is. FD, FD hard on. 
Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 